show you something out of uh, Jeremiah 51 it's hot off the presses it's hot off the presses because it's new to me and he is our daily bread and the word should be alive every day you know there should be that fresh revelation and I didn't have to work very hard to get this one but I saw something anyway and let me just see if I can explain what I saw okay it's Jeremiah 51 verse 15 speaks about the greatness of our God in this hour it says he has made the earth by his power he has established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heaven by his understanding when he utters his voice there's a multitude of waters in the heavens he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth he makes lightnings for the rain brings the wind out of his treasuries and I think we had some winds last night but then later on it speaks about a judgment that's coming it speaks about a harvest that's a lot more than filling up these nets now that's a big part but there's a harvest coming to the Babylonian system now I know Babylon's a real place and it happened and this is historical as well but I believe it's also a word for this hour and I'll show you what I'm speaking about. And verse 24 says, And I will repay Babylon. How many of you know there's a Babylonian system in place? The God of this age, you know, the prince of the power of the air. But this was really good. So God says, I'm going to repay Babylon for all the evil that they've done. I say yes and amen. Verse 29, And the land will tremble in sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon. Now, how's that going to happen? Now this is what I saw that, I know I've read this many, I've read Jeremiah 51 many times. But in verse 20, it says, here's what he says, God says to you, to me, you are my battle axe. You ever thought you were a battle axe? And weapons of war. And then at least ten times he says, for with you I will break the nation in pieces. With you I will destroy the kingdom. With you I will break in pieces the horse and its rider. With you I will break... The chariot, and, it's, and it goes on. And ten times, it says, with you, with you, with you, with you. Say, with me. With me. This is part of the plan of God for this hour. I know God could do it all on His own. One, you know, just wave your hand and He could destroy the whole Babylonian, demonic, satanic. But I'm telling you, He's going to use the church. With you, with you, with you. Now maybe 
Some of you say that's old revelation. And I know it is. I know I've known that. But to me, it's hot off the presses. So, Lord, I just want to thank you for this day and this hour that you called every one of us to live. In the midst of a perverse generation, yet, Lord, you promised to keep us. And not only keep us, but use us in this hour as your sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you, everyone in this room, everyone listening, or the part of the with you crowd, if they know Jesus. And thank you that greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. And Lord, I thank you for the harvest. It's a little different than what I saw. There's also a harvest coming to the Babylon, the system of Babylon. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Things are going to turn around. Thank you. You're going to have the final word. That you're raising up an army in the earth. It's going to do the will of their father. We've been called into the kingdom for such a time as today. And we thank you, Lord. All we have to do is show up because you are the one. It's your, by your might. You already said that in the scripture. You're the one. So, Lord, I bless every one of these. Bless those watching. Lord, we bless David. We thank you for bringing him back. And we ask you to use him this morning. Let him have a freedom like he's never known before. Lord, we said last night, do things we never heard of before. Never seen. You said eyes not seen, ears not heard. The things that you prepared for those that love you. And we love you this morning. We exalt Jesus this morning. He's the only one. He's the king. And we declare that over this meeting in Jesus' name. Sit down if you want to. I'm going to walk around myself. <laughs> you know, I act all relaxed and calm. I am not. I'm not. And it's not a lie, though. It's, it is peace on me. Now, bless you first. Blessings on everybody in this room. Some of y'all support us uh, financially. Some of y'all support us prayer. All, all kinds of ways there is to support people. Thank y'all, everybody, all of y'all. And, and I mean that because I can't do my job without y'all. I can. It'd just be a little bit more bumpy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did... We, we really had a hard time the first nine years. It was really rough. There was no money at all. And we decided together that God sent us, and we went, and boy, 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 without man's approval, it's a little harder. Uh, when men approve of you, though, they want to put uh, strings on you and start try to guide your little wagon, you know? And uh, so I didn't know that. I just knew I wanted to go. And, and uh, my daddy was the first Baptist church pastor in Arkansas. He had moved up there from the swamp, and I thought he lost his mind. <laughs> anything north of Interstate 20, that's way, way too north. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh so we got over there, uh, y'all, and we got it handed to us. You hear me? Uh, I did not know. I, I mean, you think if you're obedient to the Bible, you leave houses, homes, mamas and daddies, and jobs, and 
you, you go out there, it's in faith. When I left Louisiana, I had six $100 bills, a tank full of gas, and that, that was all. I think it was about, uh, I want to say it was like $167 pledged a month. That's not very much. Not even in 1974. And uh, so, uh, it got way worse before it got better. But we went, we moved in to Mexico on a vision. I got given an open vision, an actual 360 IMAX thing. And, it, and I had to find it, and I found it. And God told me, you know, to start there. So we did, and we, I moved my family. There was no road. It was a horse trail, and I, I moved my family into this cow town. It was a war thing. I didn't know it. How do I know? I'm a widow. <clears throat> uh, but God, God so likes faith. Let me say it to you like this. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, that is a different way of putting it, isn't it? Because we are so intellectual and gifted. All of us are, me included. Um, but the Holy Ghost came on us. That baby's asleep, huh? All right, so I'll leave him alone. <laughs> Y'all met my fat stand-up family. This is my family that's with me. Yeah. I want to, oh, y'all, y'all sit down. This is Miss Hogan. She's, uh, it took 45 years, but she made it to be my friend. <laughs> uh -uh. I might want two of them kisses. Because yeah, I, I don't, I don't get embarrassed. She does. <clears throat> for both of us. Yep. I see your face is red now. <laughs> you all right? You want to say something? You sure? sure? All right. Love you, Mom. Holy Ghost. It, look, there was nine years we spent. Golly, it was not awesome. But yet, it was awesome. Because my daddy... Good, great guys. He was a good man, that fellow. Uh, he, he was very educated. He believed that uh, he was a Southern Baptist guy. He loved Jesus. He, he's one taught me how to win souls, my dad did. Because my whole life, he carried two New Testaments every day in his pocket. And uh, he witnessed to everybody. That's how I was raised, personally. I thought that's how Christians do things, but I notice y'all don't. Uh, otherwise, y'all wouldn't have a big enough building here for the harvest that God's wanting to do. Uh, so, okay, so no, no cursing, all blessing. Conviction is not cursing. So I bless you, hey. Thank y'all for letting us come. I don't know what to say. I'm surprised that you 
because I'm so old and aggressive, I, you know. When I was young and aggressive, nobody would even let me in their door, and then, and then I was middle-aged aggressive, and I was let in more. But now, things people want to come out and let me just knock them around. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's because now I can do it with a smile. <laughs> Whereas before, I was this tough soldier, serious, but now I just look at your smile, just whack. <laughs> I'm getting way more done with that little laugh than I ever did with drawing the gun. <laughs> That's that Holy Ghost, you see. Because, y'all, we, we really did have a nine year. But see, nine is the number of judgments. Y'all certainly know that. And then at nine years, things started changing financially, and our work was growing, and we ended up with lots of hundreds of churches. and. I was so impressed with God's mercy. I was, I, boy, I was oblivious to lots of things. But then success started happening around us. Now, do I, can I say something to you that I personally now believe? I believe success is your biggest enemy. I do. Because once you become what y'all think is successful, then manipulation and taunting and guidance and politics start taking over what God's doing. And so <clears throat> Ms. Hogan and I have gone to the Holy Ghost about that and decided we're not going to do it. Do you understand? Y'all don't know this, but standing in front of Ms. Hogan and I are lots of millions of dollars. And all I got to do is put on a couple of coats and attach a couple of strings, and I can be a wealthy human being. But we have decided, mainly her. <laughs> but I need y'all. I need y'all to pray that she stays with me. <laughs> Because I don't know, that, 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 that half a billion in 10 years looks pretty tempting. Just think what you could do that with around the planet. Even if you only gave a little bit of it, you could still do a lot. So let me get going here. I, I'm telling y'all all that because of what I'm fixing to tell you. I don't have anywhere for any of you to hang a hat on this. This is a new toy. I do not have an explanation for you, I, I, but I am going to try to tell you what happened, and I'm going to live with the consequences. It, because I have done my job. I'm telling you, I know what Paul said, I've run my race. I, I am not, I don't have any regrets. I'm happy when I get up in the morning and look up toward heaven. Even being a human is enough for him to smoke us. But, but because of his mercy, I don't have any regrets. God has touched my life. And this hand right here, this one, 37 dead raisins. This hand. And it's still alive. That's bizarre. There's an opportunity for more is what I'm saying. Okay, so what I want to do first, we're going we're gonna to show that picture first, if that's all right, Mr. Ezra. I, I want you to look at this. <clears throat> that kid on the left there, 
he's a, he's one of them MMA, one of them octagon fighter people. He's a scary fellow, that guy. Boy, he, he looks, he, I don't know, he don't even look real. He's so, he's scary. <laughs> I, I run into him in Kentucky. Uh, he come up to me, you know, and he's this fellow, you know, and I'm watching him because he makes me nervous just looking at him. <laughs> and he says to me, you're going to heal my daddy. I said, son, I do anything you say. I don't care. <laughs> There's just some people, when you look at them, you just ought to say yes to them. <laughs> and I said, what's wrong with your daddy? He said, my daddy, now what? They see, uh, I'm not going to be negative with you. I don't want to be. But most of the time in life, when we give ourselves over to the Holy Ghost, our reward is not seen on the planet. And, and this new gospel that's around wants reward now. And, and you can have it, that's clear, you can, have, you, could have, you, could have, you can have that, but you don't get the other one. I mean, that's clear. That's New Testament clear teaching right there. I mean, it's not a, God's not against money. He don't care how much you have. He just don't want it to be your God. That's all. He wants to be your God. Uh, I mean, every year I get given two or three of these. You ought to see this truck I'm driving now. I get two or three of them things given to me for free, and I take them. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, buddy. When they call me up, you want a truck? Sure I do. <laughs> and I go down there and study which one's the best at the moment and at the best price, and that's the one I buy. It's not about having money and things. It's about letting Jesus be king of your life. And, and those, because humans are so lusty and so, uh, uh, they follow blessing instead of God, that's a problem. Okay, so, so we are working on trying not to be those people, okay? So that's our personal goal is to, but we need success financially and we need success with God equal. I mean, God, of course, more because it helps more people than money does. But it's, so it, it's a problem trying to figure this out sometimes because you need every, all of it. Okay. So this fellow, this kid on the left, to me he's a kid, he's younger than me, so. And he rolls up on me, and he's this real successful fight, fighter person. And he says, but I, I, I brought my dad here, and you're going to heal him. I'm sure I will. Get him up here right now, buddy. So he brings his dad. His dad's that guy in the middle. Two strokes. And I said, well, what was your job? He said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I said, wait a minute. Are you in sin? He said, I'm not. The son was talking. Dad couldn't, he could, he was, I could understand him. Kid was acting like he could. So, okay, marriage is good. We love Jesus. I've been a pastor for 35 years, and his reward is two strokes. 
So that's not the part of it you like. This is the part, this is where you say, I don't like that. I don't want that. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> you, want, you want to work for God and get a different reward. But the problem with that is life happens regardless of who you are. And, and, and our Christianity don't make allowance right now for life giving us a different plate to eat than what we believe. And so it makes us constantly in turmoil inside trying to follow Jesus but being, having to be forced to eat this plate of life over here that we hate it. I mean, it, some of them are pretty, pretty rough. Okay. And so I'm the guy that's going to talk to you about it. I don't have an answer for it. But I want to bring it up that because you, you, you serve God for 30 years and then bad happens to you, that does not mean you're in sin or did evil. Regardless of what your friends or anybody says, you open this door and this happened, and they try to bring you back 14 generations. and Dude, ain't nobody can see that clear. You get right on out of my life, you're going to talk to me like that. Do you understand me? I'm telling you, I told y'all last night, I, I am just not a seer guy. I can't see these things coming. I'm telling you, when Goliath steps out of the fog, almost always his sword is already coming down on my skull. And that ain't happy. Say it. It ain't. I don't like that. It's, I don't like that. But you, you either going, you're either going to accept the fact that God's in control regardless of your circumstances or you're going to crash and burn and let hell win. Do you know anybody that would be okay with two strokes or cancer or, or rheumatoid arthritis killing them? Or, no! No, that's no to that. Not even unbelievers answers no to that. Okay. So look how quiet y'all are. See, because this is a tender spot because we all believe we better than what we're living in our circumstances. And the truth is, Jesus in you is better than that. And as far as whether you deserve it or not, of course you do. But Jesus makes the difference. And that's where hell has to back down. Do you hear me? All right. So, okay. So this guy here, we was in, uh, we was in uh, Kentucky. You know, and I'm thinking because of this guy's aggression and his energy and all that God's going to hear him, you know. He didn't. Pushed him out of there in a the wheelchair. Pushed him out. And, and everybody and their brother that's, that, that's a healer has touched that man. And he stayed the same. But now, do you know Jim Baker, the financial guy? All right, this is his church in, in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And, and I was up there, and we was banging it out a few days. And it was nice because they're fire people, and I like going to those. I, I don't go anywhere else now, actually. And <clears throat> presence, fire, Jesus, King, bam, there you have it. So, 
so we're sitting there, and they, well, they want to do a fire tunnel, not like what last night, but similar. And uh, so people was passing through, and all of a sudden, this joker shows up, the guy on the left. I said, where's your dad? He said, I got him. I said, go get him. Put him back through the line. Okay, so here they come through the line. Nothing. Same thing. Lay your hands out, straddle this guy, unvelcroed him, pick, tried to pick him up, big old fella. Sit him back down. Nothing. Nothing. And they pushed him off, just like a couple other wheelchair people. All of a sudden, though, I started noticing the people getting knocked. Something was coming through the people, parting them. It was that boy there. <laughs> and he jumps in front of me, and I mean, he's bug-eyed. I said, dude, whatever happened, it wasn't me. <laughs> don't grab a hold of me, boy. <laughs> I don't want you grabbing me now. He said, Brother David, he said, I set my dad over there, and all of a sudden he grabbed me by the leg and said, Something's on me. <laughs> I said, I said, What'd he do? He said, Brother David, he unvelcroed himself and stood straight up. I said, What? And. There he is, walked up there, whining, blubbering, carrying on. God pulled him up out of that wheelchair and healed him. Strokes, healed, Columbus, Ohio. Right there it is. See that? Say it. I want that. That's right. That's what I want. I, that's a good feeling. I'm looking at that guy. He, he, now, you see how he is. He is freaked out. And you see that boy, you see that look on his face. He is so humbled. He is so amazed at God's mercy. Because he's, he's strong. He's got money. He's, he's, things that you think would help dad can't help dad. It is the mercy of God that helps dad. And I don't know how to manage it. I can't get it. I don't know what buttons to touch to keep it flowing. I, I would. I would heal everybody in this room. I, I don't know how. Come on. Is that okay if I tell you the honesty about it? It does it when it wants to. And a lot of times I happen to be in the room. Amen. <laughs> and that's a good feeling when you're in a room and something happens. <laughs> and people blame you for it. Dude, it ain't us. It isn't any guilt, it isn't any man, it's mercy, it is Jesus. That little old girl last night, I showed y'all, got them ears. Man, that little old girl, y'all see her kiss me and hug me and she thinks I'm awesome and I let her think it. Pretty little old girl hugging me, that's good for an old guy. <laughs> I mean it, that's nice. But it's Jesus gives people their new ears. It's Jesus that heals strokes and pulls people up out of a wheelchair. Amen. And I want that more in Jesus' name. So what do you do? Okay, this, this, this is what we It's okay if I talk this stuff that nobody else will talk about? Yes. <laughs> Because we, 
I'm going to say it to you like this. Because Ms. Hogan and I are in this room, your percentages are better of being fixed. But it is never us. It's always because of God in us that ups those percentages. Do, do you understand? I, it ain't us. It's mercy. So, let's read a Bible verse over in uh, Ezra. Jump up there to Psalms number 8, verse 4. I think that's the right one. I'll have to go over and look. Now I'm in the Amplified. You got King, King James Version. Oh. That's all right. I'll let you off today. <laughs> Holy Ghost. I got it in Amplified, and this is what it says. What is man? I think that's a valid question, don't you? See, if, if I listen to y'all's old doctrines, we're nothing but worms and we're, we're nothing but dogs. And Well, I'm going to go on record with you. Hell and heaven. I ain't no dog, son. Your problem with me is I'm a full-on son of God. And I'm a favorite. And that's what your problem is with me. In the Old Testament, it says it twice. You worm, you dogs. And, and I get that. Outside of Jesus and outside of the new covenant, that is a true statement. But the moment Jesus Christ comes into your world and starts establishing himself in, in, in your spirit, that wormhood and doghood gets knocked off you. You become a son and a daughter of Zion. That does make you different. That does set you apart. That does make you something somebody else is not. But it doesn't exclude you from having to live life like everybody else because rain falls on everybody just the same. But it matters if Jesus is in there. Okay? All right. What is man that you're mindful of him, the son of of earthborn man that you care for him. I'll tell you, I like that question. I'm not going to back away from that. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you, when I went to Mexico, my family, my mom and dad, her mom and dad disowned us for 27 years. My mom and dad was mad at me for two and a half years. It's all about the grandkids and that, you know? And uh, I hope that was what it was. <laughs> Because uh, everybody says they want you, you know, they didn't like it because I was a full-on gun-toting redneck that would shoot you in the face. <laughs> Nobody liked that guy. And then you get turned on and on fire for God, and then God's all of a sudden pulling your roots up and sending you around the planet. No, 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 no. Just sit there and burn where we can watch you. Well, you are some kind of, y'all are hard to please, aren't you? Well, God loves me. He stuck me in those mountains in that valley out there in Mexico, and I'll tell you, I didn't know nothing I was doing. I didn't have a clue what was going on. 
I just walked with a stick. My truck, I couldn't, it was broke, and I couldn't have no money to get it fixed, so I had to walk. And I whistled. And I'd walk through them villages, they never, none of them ever seen a white guy. And I'm walking out through, you know, whistling, and they thinking they seen a ghost, I'm telling you. They... <laughs> and the Holy Ghost just started coming on us, and witch doctors would come and do their incantations, and, and I'd, I'd look at them, because I ain't got any more sense than to believe that Jesus loves me. And it don't make no difference what hell's feeling. I'm a son. A favorite son. So hell, you're going to have to just show me. If you bad, I need to see it with my eyes. I ain't never seen God heal the sick and raise the dead. But I'm telling you, hell ain't the answer. I've been there. Are you with me or not? Yes. All right, so I don't have the answers for you for this stuff. I just know that what it says in verse 5. You made him a little bit lower than God. Ooh, now that really makes y'all mad at me for saying them kind of words. And the only difference in me and God is he's in charge. He is in me. He is the hope of glory, and he has filled us to the overflowing he it is that brings us up to level. It's not us. It's not works. Y'all have taught me a works mentality my whole life, and you were wrong. But once you do get blasted with the Holy Ghost and the fire of God, you will work. And you'll do it with joy. But not believing if I, if I do three Hail Marys and two crosses, uh, some angel going to come and do something. What's wrong with you and that foolishness? Did you lie to me again? Okay. So, I want you to look at verse 6. And I want you to believe this. It says in my Bible, You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Say, I have been given dominion. Say it. And it says in my Bible, you have put all things under his feet. Say, thank you, God, that I sit with Jesus. And all things are under my feet. Okay, so how come if all things are under our feet that we got to walk like everybody else and get the same cancers and same run out of money and everything else? What is up with that? Somebody ain't doing their dominion job. All right, so I'm through with that. Let's go to another one over here in Hebrews. See, I was taught the dominion thing when I was a kid. I was down there in them woods. I didn't get to go to Bible school. I didn't get to get prophesied by y'all's great prophets. I didn't get to, I had, I'm the doer. The doers don't seem to need they're not very, you don't have to coddle them very much. They, they seem to be all right regardless of their surroundings. Some of you, it takes everybody and their brother to try to make you, help you make it through one day. I, I just don't get that, do I? You see, I don't understand. We have been given dominion. Jesus said in Old Covenant, God said it, I give you dominion. 
and yet you want to believe your surroundings over what God's word says. Hence your constant dilemma. All right, and I, but here again, I'm not here to curse you. I'm here to stir you up and open your eyes and a few things like that. All right, wait, this is the wrong one. Hold on, let me, let me find another verse. Yeah, that's it. Hebrews chapter 2, Brother Ezra. Verse 8, I reckon we'll go. I want to do all of them, but there ain't never enough time to do this stuff. So, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, you have put everything in subjection under his feet. Say, God, I believe your word above all things. My personal circumstances, my personal feelings, all emotions that are against me, all emotions that are for me. Jesus is king. And I walk with him in dominion over all things. In the name of Jesus. All right. Now, verse 9 says, We... <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what verse 9 says. I'm going to read it to you because it's the way it is in my life. We are able, say it, to see Jesus. Say it again. See, every circumstance that comes against you, some of them you can't see Jesus. All you can see is the bad in it because that's all it is. There's no good at all in it. But what I need to correct you on is God made evil as well as good. And I apologize to you about that because you don't want to believe that. But the deal is, his word says it. And we don't like evil. I especially don't like evil. But he made that, and I have to live through it. So there you go. <clears throat> the quicker you understand that God is in control of your life, he cleared evil to this planet. You figure that out, the quicker you seek his life. You are able, say it, I am able, to see Jesus. I need you to look at every obstacle and see Jesus. My wife uh, don't ever say much, ever, in public. When I, we get alone, it's a lot of talking goes on. <laughs> and, uh, but let me say this to you. And I'll come in, boy, and I got 14,000 demons breathing down my neck. A few of them done took a few whacks at me and all that. And I go roll in, and I'm just spewing at her. <laughs> And she'll sit there and listen to the whole thing. And then she goes, Jesus. That's all she ever says to me. What is up with her? Ha! <laughs> she is emotional, but she don't express her emotions like I do. Me, I'm, I'm all over the walls. And she's just standing there looking at me, waiting for the BB to slow down just a little. <laughs> Jesus. Say it. Jesus. I am able, say it, I am able. to see Jesus. I am able to see Jesus. We are able 
to see Jesus. You're going to need me. You're going to need these words ringing in your ears soon. You living and breathing like me, you're going to need to be able to see Jesus. Because sometimes you just can't. Dad gummit. Now, I said that because I'm on a Sunday morning in a church. And when I roll up in here like this, y'all stick me in this little religious box. And I can't be who I am. I have to be who you think I am. How you want me to be is how I have to act. You say no, but if I was to come on you with, with who God knows and loves, you wouldn't like me too much. Just like I wouldn't like you back. <laughs> Isn't that something? Because there's this way you feel like you have to act when you get around Christians. Because I can go down here to an opioid den. I can roll in there with some junkies and they don't give a flying flip how I act. Isn't that weird? But you go to church and you've got to put on your little church walk. Something's wrong with that now. I'm telling y'all, I'm not going to come off on you like who I am, but I'm, I'm just going to talk about it. <laughs> Miss Hogan knows me like I am, and she loves me flat. God knows me as who I am, and he loves me flat. So I like those two. <laughs> Don't they? Shaka ba. So I'll give them a version that's closer to who I am than what they're used to. <laughs> I bless you. I'm not here. I ain't mad at you at all. Because what I'm finna tell you, you ain't never heard. The words I'm finna say to you, none of you's ever heard. And it's scary that that stuff's there and all of a sudden it's showing up now. Watch what it says. I want you to read verse 10 with me. It says, for it was an act worthy of God. Now, I need you to state that we as a body, I want us to, out of our mouth, say these words, Father God, Father God I ask you to come into my world with an act worthy of God. Because you see, when, when you allow him that permission, you can pretty much go for it and he'll step in and protect you and shield you. Come on. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't know. I'm in 16 war zones and they have blatant evil around this planet. I'm, it's scary. I sit there and I can't even hardly breathe because I'm looking death right in the face. And, and I smell blood. There's so much fear in my nose. So much adrenaline pumping through me, I smell blood. I, I done stepped into it. Ain't no getting out of it. And all of a sudden, mercy just runs by you. How you doing today, Dave? I'll take this one. Whew, thank you. Whew, I was glad you came. So I want to tell you about this. What I want for you, because he was one brought it up last night, something we ain't never seen before, God. Well, I happen to have one here. I never saw it before. Uh, in our work in Mexico, we work in a war zone. All right, you understand? And there ain't no getting out of it. Red was down there. 
And I took care of her, and she didn't get hurt. Say hello, Rich. Say. <laughs> she came to our work, and she was expecting bullets and devils and angels, and I didn't. I don't want her to see none of those. I want her to just come down there and get some of them fire services and get whacked. That's what I want. But look, you don't know this, but that trip y'all were on, y'all left in the very next services. Because I didn't let y'all go. I wouldn't let y'all go. There, there, it's just because, here's why. When I know it's 100% death, I'm not going to take you. Then other. <laughs> if I know we're not coming back, God asked me to go, but he didn't say anything about bringing you with me in my suitcase. And that's not my problem. So my answer to you is you ain't going. I ain't letting you in my truck. But my truck's going to fire up and go. Now, what happened, what I'm fixing to say to you, I don't have it sorted out. And I haven't been very vocal about it till this point. Uh, but I'm going to start talking about it and maybe God will reveal me some stuff. But, but here's how it went. I got, uh, we got exempted from part of our work because of cartels, uh, which I don't know about. In Jesus' name, you won't. They run the area. The government of Mexico don't. These people do. And they are, they are fiercely harsh murderer devils. Is that clear? But that's about all I'm going to say about it. Because we're streaming. And they will get me over it. But I will confront them. I do all every day in my work. Uh, it, but, and they're okay with me being a man and standing up for what I believe. They are all right with that, actually. So that's what, that's what hell needs. Is sons of God standing in the presence of the Lord and believing for an act worthy of God? Hello? Now, now you see, I found this stuff in there. All right, now here's your problem with this stuff it's simple. One of my pastors came to me and says, Brother David, we need you to come. It's not calming down. You've been out of there for three and a half, four years. We need you to come. I said, I ain't coming. I, if I go in there, I'm dead. They said, true statement. But Jesus told you to come preach the gospel to us, didn't he? I said, he did. Uh, but you, you, you want me to die? They said, yes. So I, that bothered me. It, it, it should have, I think. I think it should have. If I'm sane, I think that should have bothered me. And so... Uh, I go back home, you know, from these meetings, and I'm sitting, and I'm mulling this stuff over, all the words that were spoken, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm not in the dark or nothing, but Miss Hogan rolls in, you know, and she finds me, because I'm not, a, a, I'm an emotional human being, I'm, I'm busy, I, I, I rarely just sit with my hand on my beard, thinking, I only do that when I'm fasting and praying, trying to get heaven to get me out of something or into something. And I'm sitting there, and she rolls in. Of course, it's easy for her to figure out because we've been together, you know, for 49 years. That's a, long, that's a long time. And she says, what's the matter with you? I said, I don't want to tell you. Shit, she do. She walks up there. You know, and when, when you mean when your wife walks up there and scoots your legs apart and gets right there, 
you, you might as well go on and give it up. <laughs> so I, I just took her hand and I explained to her in raw terms, not the terms I'm telling you. Street, street raw terms. How it really is and how they fillet people and how they cut their heads off. And y'all don't never hear about it. You hear about somebody over here in the Middle East or something where you can throw bombs at them from 6,000 miles. But your neighbor now, on the other hand, needs you. And not with guns. With the Holy Ghost and fire. And so, um, and Miss Hogan's just sitting there looking at me. You know, she just, she don't, her expression rarely changes. I can get her to change her expression, but it, I, you shouldn't have the follow-up after that. <laughs> you keep that smile, woman. And uh, so she says these words to me. Same thing the pastor said. What God tell us when he sent us out, David? Now, this was years ago now. Forty-something years ago. I said, this is what God said when we left. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. She says, now watch what she said. Now this is my wife who loves me. There's no question in my heart, my personal heart. I feel safe with her. And it's awesome. Here's what she said to me. David, what proof do you have that they can kill you? And I'm looking at her, stunned as well as I should be. Because I was expecting her to be on my side and have fear. And let's set up a little camp of fear inside and let's get out of this. Let's just leave Mexico altogether. Well, it's too late for that. Been there too long now. I said, Miss Hogan, that's what God said. She said, well, you don't have any proof they can kill you. My suggestion to you is obey God and go preach the gospel. I said, done. And we live with the consequences. Because if you're going to provoke me to war, I'm going to bring it. Because you've got to understand, okay, I'm old, I'm a lot of things. But let me tell you what I'm not. I'm not backing down. And I'm not bluffing. Is that clear? Okay. You want me, you see, you need the, you need the great grandpa with the little, little giggle. You run up on that soldier, you ain't never understood what you're going to get. And that's what I had to do. I had to soldier up and I had to bring the rain. You understand? Because I'm not coming back. It's 100%. You cross, there's, a, there's an invisible line you cross on that road that when you go in there and you my color skin, you, you're white. American male Christian. You're not coming out of there. And so I set it up. But I also set up to bring with me. I asked the pastors, how many people can I bring? And they said, bring this amount. So I I went and got me some recruits. I drafted them. You, 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 and you. You're going with me. And my son, Joseph. Y'all know Joseph. He was here last time I was here. He says to me, Dad, we're not coming back. I said, no, sir, we're not coming back. He's, and I watch what he said. He's just like her. Watch what he said to me. If I got to die, I'd rather die beside you, Pop. 
I said, I'm gonna let you. Now get in the truck. Now you see, you, you gotta understand what I just said to my oldest boy. And, and, and he hadn't even seen his grandson yet. And, and you gotta understand what I, the words I'm saying to you, you gotta put them together with a family that love each other. But there's something greater than even my family's love. You know what that is? That's God's love. That's God on me, the hope of glory. He invited me to a job that I am going to do. Price is not relevant. Jesus is king. You see, this kind of talking, you used to hear it back in the mid-70s. You don't hear it much anymore. I used to go to conferences and man, all they'd sing was, they'd sing, giving it all for the sake of the call. Y'all don't sing that no more. You sing, bless me Lord, for I am worthy, praise the Lord. Serious? Okay, no cursing, no cursing, no cursing. But what you got to understand is that clock is ticking. And so it's going to bring you to the moment of time that you've got to turn that key. You understand? And I can't tell you what it feels like to have a truckload of men in there with me that we're going to die. And I know they're going to die. But they got in the truck with me anyway. This is admirable, y'all. I don't know what to say to you. This is awesome. We... Pressed into heaven. We didn't view our surroundings as a power that could control us. We viewed heaven, who we can't see, as a power that controls us. Did that make sense to you? Because I know what I want to say. I don't know if I said it right. Okay. There's going to be a lot of that here now. Because when you crank that truck, you lost all sense of what y'all believe is is wisdom. On purpose, going to your death when you can avoid it, that is not wisdom in y'all's world. But it is in God's. God likes people of faith. (laughs) I don't want to... I never saw my great grandchild. I never, I, I never see. I don't. I won't see him again. Miss Hogan, when she kissed me goodbye, and I'm looking her in the eyes. That's it. I feel that, also. But something has me turn that switch anyway. Something puts that thing in four wheel drive and reverse anyway. Something in me is driving me down the road toward the conflict. And there ain't no way to prove to you I'm right or wrong when I'm riding toward it, but I can prove it to you now. All right. And so, uh, you know, the closer you get, the more you can't breathe, and I turn the air conditioner up more and more to finally there ain't no more knob left. You're still sweating. I mean, you feel fear like I'm telling y'all. And, and see, in y'all's world, you teach people 
Don't fear, don't fear. Let me go ahead and tell you, you being a human, that's a natural event. Certain things are going to flip a switch in you and you are going to be afraid of it. That is not sin. Sin is obeying that instead of God. That's where it becomes sin. Your eyes will deceive you. God won't. And I can't prove that in the moment. Uh, I can't. But I can now. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I want, we cross that line. All of us know where that line is. Everybody in that truck with me, we all are seasoned guys. We know where the line is. There ain't no noise in my truck. The only noise you hear is the Bible going loud. And the air conditioner up high as it'll go. And wow, as soon as we crossed that line, I saw the radio. There was, there he was sitting right over there in a Jeep Wrangler. As soon as I went through there, because my truck is visible. Big four-wheel drive. <laughs> and I come through there, big white guy in a four-wheel drive. That You know, that's not legal. Immediately... They went up on their walkie-talkie, their radios, and then phones, and then boom, they're right behind us, and there's AK-47s in the truck, and it's, it's too late. The, the pebble has been put, the avalanche is happening. Now, I'm sorry to you about all of this, because it's going to bring so much controversy amongst your folks, because I am going across every doctrine and theology that y'all do. I'm just grating it with a cheese grater. <laughs> because y'all look for safety and, and hidden. and dude, That is not who you are. You are an open, in the face of hell, soldier of Almighty God. Amen. You are sons and daughters of Zion. Yes. You need to be visible to your enemies. And I don't know how to get more visible than I personally am at this moment, right? <laughs> it's scary. Oh, my God. So I look in the rear view and here they come with their guns. I mean, it's, I don't know when they're going to do it, but it's gonna, they're going to hit us. And we get to the town I'm going to because they already knew we were coming. Because I announced it. Oops. And uh, it's not the same kind of announcing y'all do on all your little internet thing, but... I do tell the brothers that we're coming, and that's, that's enough announcing. Now watch. I pull up at this, it's, a, it's like one of y'all Circle K's or something, 7-Eleven. It's similar. It ain't the same. It's Oak So. Uh, pull up there. S sitting there is two truckloads, Toyotas, six men in each one, with all of them with automatic weapons. And you get out and you look at them. I, I cannot tell you. How awful, you! how you can't breathe. And there's no reason for it other than fear. Then hell is damaging you. Hell is impressing you with its power. <laughs> and I look at them. Whew, now we got three truckloads. Pick up the pastor and he goes, Hermano David, quiero subir adentro. Brother David, I want to get inside with y'all. I said, no, no. And what you're going to do is you're going to get in the back and you're going to be visible to everybody. And what, what good that does, we're going to do it. 
Because they're already on us. He said, I'm sorry, Brother David, but you're not going to leave. I said, oh, I got that. I'm good with that. Just let's try to get to church for, before they kill us. So I opened my back window, and he's directing me. Every second block going through town, we pick up two more truckloads. I don't know what to say to you. They're, they're, these guys are well prepared and well armed. I don't have I don't have one gun. I don't have one gun. That's such a bad feeling. Because you feel, I don't know, you got that 44, seven and a half inch stainless sticking right here. You feel safer somehow, sometimes. Christos, can be Shakaba. So, we're going down through there. And what I didn't know, we found all of this information out in a minute, is they told, they sent word to the commander, the cartel commander. Okay, it's the widow, it's the white guy, the one that preaches. Uh, he's come here. He's, he's just driving right down the road, and we're all around him. It's a bunch of us. He said, kill him. So the order was given. We knew it was going to happen. So it, it's not unusual to kill or capture us and sell us back to y'all. That's what they do, right? Okay, so... But I can't tell you, you're in the middle of it, and you're screaming out to God for mercy, but you see all these soldiers, they're cartel soldiers, they're what y'all consider bad guys. I, I don't know what they are, I know Jesus is king. Because if you really believe that, you should go right on down there and handle them for me. <laughs> but you ain't going to cross that border now, are you? So, uh, here's how it went. We got to another set of the, there's, they were everywhere. I don't know, y'all. They were so prepared for us. Uh, and we were two truckloads as well, but we were unarmed, civilian people. And I'm not going to ever tell you, I don't believe you're innocent and I don't believe I'm innocent. I don't believe that. I believe God protects us. That's what I believe. And, and so, y'all, we're riding, and one of these guys that was a commander of a couple of squads, I, we didn't know this till later, but he called back to the commander. He said, oh, you heavy. Hey, boss, says, uh, there's a man in the back of the, widow, the white guy's truck. Uh, he's from here. He said, who is he? He said, he's the Hallelujah. He said, I know them hallelujahs. He said, don't kill them. Don't kill them. Wait and go with them where they're going. And whenever they get to their meeting, y'all surround them on fuego, on fire. Any word comes out of their mouth except Jesus, kill everybody. You see, that's why there's a lot of foolishness in the church that oughtn't to be. And if, if you had that kind of threat on you, I guarantee you, you'd have a straight gospel. <laughs> what do you think? And I didn't know it, right? I'm just me. Just me. 
just all in the face of it, bright. I mean, they're going to kill us, dude. I'm going to give them something to shoot at. I mean, I'm going to make it bright. It's going to happen. Okay, so. All right, finally going to get Now, we finally made it. But we didn't know that we were ringed. 360. Automatic weapons. And they're on us. Okay. I didn't know where those guys went, but I, I didn't see them anymore. And so they're on us. All the way around. It's daytime. It's not nighttime. You can't go in there in the night. It's a, you, they shoot first in the night. Okay. And we get there. Not so, there must have been 250 or so people there. Now, the, the, I'm, I apologize to all of you. I do. I really do. I am sympathetic to your unbelief. I mean that because you believe church like me having to be in a box to get up here and talk. I, I have to act like you want me to act for you to hear me or you won't listen. It, and and I, it's the same. Okay. All of the people there, guess who they are? They are cartel members that got born again. There's no civilians. I'm the only, I'm the only non-cartel member. And who came with me? Everybody else are people that got born again from the cartels. But now watch. This is going to really grate on y'all's, y'all's doctrine, beliefs, and theologies and that. But that's what I'm good for. I'll throw a couple of sandbags in the piles. Yeah, bam! Look, every one of those people still work for the cartel. You can't not. Once you start working for those guys, you try to get out, they'll kill every, everybody you know will die. They, they don't seem to care that we're getting them saved. And they don't seem to, because they, I tell them, look, just don't try, to, try your best not to kill anybody. Try your best not to be a drug peddler. Move to some of the other jobs that are lesser demonic. See, y'all's world has categories. But see, Jesus loves these people. And I don't have an answer for you as to why it's okay for them to be saved and be cartel members. I just know that I don't want them all dead. And, and I need to preach the gospel to them. And they've opened... Open it up for us to come in, and I got to do it the way it is. And I know it's unusual, but so is what I'm fixing to tell you. So I'm sitting in there, and, and I got all these new because all these leaders of these of these churches, all of them are cartel churches, and I got these new these pastors are cartel pastors, or there are pastors, but they work for the thing still. That's bizarre. I understand. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and, and they want to feed me, of course. So I'm sitting there with them, and we are having, listen, you have no idea, but me to have the guts to show up when everybody knows we're going to all die, that impressed those people. It impressed my enemies. It impressed my, my brothers. Because what you got there, y'all don't even understand what I'm fixing to say. I don't have anything to hook his hat to on this. But, but, but there's these Santa Muerte priests 
holy death, the priests have gotten born again, and they're the priests for the cartel, and now they're born again, and they're with us. I, and I don't even know how to explain that to you. I'm not even going to try, because you just don't, you just, you live in an oblivious world of go to Walmart and go home. I mean, and that's, I'm not cursing you, it's just how you live. And, and so, uh, I'm sitting there with these people, and all, man, we just having to, we're all, we're all going to die. We all know it. And we're just having a leg slapping, eating. God, I, I had so much food, it was enough for a month. Around, oh, I ate so much, it looked like I was just nibbling on a cup. But I ate a lot of food, though. Just couldn't eat it all. All right, and then that's when it happened. You ready? Now, this is, I, I've already told you some straining things. Uh, but this is so out of your religious ideas. Mine as well. I'm sitting there with these guys, about 30 pastors there from all these different cartel churches. Cartel churches meaning in the area where, where they own the land. Okay. And so I'm sitting there and they're asking me questions and I'm just Bible. I'm just bam, Jesus, blah, and eating and laughing and having a good time, right? And that's when it happened. And I'm sorry about what I'm fixing to say, but I had nothing to do with this. Your God deemed it necessary. I'm sorry, Brother Dave. Okay, I'm sitting there with these guys, and I'm explaining the gospel to them, scriptural, just Jesus, bang, 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 verse after verse after verse. The people saw me stand up, but I didn't. Okay. And walk around, the whole group of people saw me leave the table, but I didn't ever leave the table. There were two of me. In the same service. All right, now I'm sorry to your intellect and your theology and your friendship and all of that. I didn't do that. I didn't know you could. I knew that I could be in different places in the same day because that's happened, but not in the same service. Because I'm here explaining to these guys, fixing their pastoral problems. The other guy, me, gets up, walks, up to the front to where the music is, picks up a shofar, y'all, a shofar. Now, now, what happened next? I'm sorry to everybody in this room right there. Blow that thing, please. Just get up, just honk that thing. Let's blow it right now. Thank you. And, and what happened was the people saw me walk, because I'm a shofar guy. I blow a shofar every day of my life. And, and, and I went uh, uh, up to the front, pulled this big shofar out of this velvet thing, reached up, and when I blew it, they were watching me. But I, this me is still slapping his leg and laughing and eating. The other me that they saw 
was up front blowing, I'm sorry to you about this, blowing a shofar, and, and I, I'm especially sorry about what happened when he blew it. It's not my fault. Because I'm over there doing what you do, slapping your leg and laughing. But when he blew that shofar, I got the courage, I can do this. Out of the shofar came a spirit. All the people saw this thing. It's called the Shekinah glory. I didn't get to see it, but I saw what it caused. Because when, when it did, it ran out of that shofar, and he was blowing this thing. And it's a spirit, it's a smoke trail thing. It was going through the people. Right through the people. And they were being healed. With no one touching them. All right. And I need you to want that. I need you to want God using us spiritually. Whether it's angels, it looks like us or what, it don't matter what it is. I don't care. Y'all guys are going to figure it out. I don't give a flying rip what it is. I just know that it's the most unusual day because we're surrounded by cartel. They're going to kill us. Then Jesus shows up, whether it was Jesus himself, an angel, whether it was a, some other spirit. Who cares? And he goes up and blows this. Even the cartel guy saw the guy blow the horn. This is not my fault. None of this is my fault. Because I'm over there eating and slapping my leg like I'm supposed to be doing. And, and the cartel guys walk in, six of them, get on their face and start screaming to God and getting born again. And then... This, this, this Shekinah presence hits this lady, and I'm sorry to all, about all this, y'all. God just, I don't know, he thinks he's in control. He thinks he can do whatever he wants to. He just, I don't know what's wrong with it. We got him in a box. Let's keep him there. Let's look at him every now and then and get a little of the sparkly on us. Shakaba. But what if he was out of the box? Your enemies. Your Bible says, when your God is pleased with you, he makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. Oops. Say it. I want that. Shekinah glory. I want that. God doubling me out and working me double time, triple time. Say it. I want that. Well, we ain't finished. There's more junk you want. And it started with a little bit of courage. And it don't take much. All it takes really is just this. Ready? Just take a breath step into it. Y'all know what I'm talking about because you know how many times that fears come on you in whatever situation and you succumb to it and you felt bad for a few days, but you got over it. Yeah. <laughs> got easier and easier, didn't it? 
But it also gets easier and easier to step into it. Do you hear me? Everybody looks at me like I am some wild. No, I am what's called decided. Y'all taught me when I was a kid. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. That's real. That stuff's real. <laughs> now watch. So here goes that kind of thing running around the room just smacking people. And these cartel guys come in, guns laying down, getting born again. And everybody's going, what? And because none of us know what's going on. We're over there slapping our leg, having a good time. And we started seeing an eruption. So I said, dude, we need to get in on that, whatever it is. And I can't see it. I just noticed it when it hit them. Worthy of God. See, there are acts. There are workings of spiritual powers that only God can do. And no matter how, I'm a gifted human being, you hear me? I can do this. I speak lots of languages. I mean, I got energy. I burn money up just going everywhere. Just, I can do this. But it takes God to do those God acts, buddy. Because when he stepped in there and that kind of presence was loosed on us and it was bang, banging through the peoples, it run up on a lady. We've been praying for this lady for a number of years. Okay osteoporosis and diabetes her her bones in her legs were so brittle they had broken so many times that her feet were turned upside down and the doctors gave up on her that's when that's when they came to us all right now i apologize to all you people that know that that are medical i'm so sorry to you goes to me, I don't know all, that you can't do it. I know that God can do anything, right? Amen. He hits this lady and both of her feet are upside down. She's in a wheelchair. We've been praying for her for a long time. All of a sudden, this Shekinah presence hits her. And you hear snap, crackle, and pop. And the lady stands up on her legs. Now, ready? We had her. I wanted her tested. I paid for it myself. Sent her back to her doctors, and that lady's got new ankle, new bones down here at the bottom. And there's no diabetes, no osteoporosis, and she's healed. And that's when the, the other me went over there and blew the thing, and the Shekinah Glory came out and whacked that lady. But that's not all. This goes on and on and on and on. I'm not going to keep going. I'm bored with this already. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. All right. <clears throat> Out of everybody in this room, if the Lord Jesus comes, and I hope he does, I hope he just glowing comes through the thing, and everybody goes, what? <laughs> and everybody lines up. You know, I will be the guy at the back of the line because I am a human. I am not a good guy. But what I'm running around with is awesome. And I have figured that out that his mercy has no boundaries. 
and his love. You saw me hugging these folks last night. That heals people. People just want to be, they just want somebody to give a rip. Just a minute, just a second. Amen. That's all we got to do, y'all. It works. <clears throat> I wish you could have seen it. I wish you could have seen it. We're all just going, what? We're looking at these cartel guys, what? The ladies get them by the wheelchair, what? <clears throat> and then another one came. And I'll tell you this one and stop because it's just on and on. And it went on for like two and a half hours. And when God's running around with his little, little, little misty thing, he can get stuff done. When, when he's up there on that shofar, you know, I don't know, he just does stuff. I, know, I don't remember asking him to come and do that. But you see, when you, when you step into that fear with faith, you just brought him in with you. He likes faith. He likes faith. God does. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Then rolls up this witch. I ain't told y'all nothing about the witch. She's, she sent me word two days in advance. We know you're coming. We've been fasting and praying. Where's a whole bunch of us witches? And we're going to kill you. You ain't leaving. If the cartel don't kill you, we will. Okay, so that just made it a little bit more reason I should have went to the border, to the United States and went to Cracker Barrel or somewhere. <laughs> Got me some chicken and dumplings. <laughs> Couple of biscuits. <laughs> Let's go, woman. Let Corbin finish this. Talked myself into wanting some chicken and dumplings, didn't I? <laughs> Throw a little bit of Louisiana hot sauce on that puppy. Right. How <laughs> bless you. Can you tell? You, you see, I'm normal uh, for the most part. <laughs> but what's around me is absolutely supernatural. Now this witch rolls up on me. Now she doesn't got bright. She can see that spirit. I can't even see the thing. I was wondering why she was cussing me, you know. And I'm sitting there looking at this witch, and she is going off on me and cantating and everything. And I'm looking at her, dude. It ain't gonna work. You're wasting your breath. And I can't see the spirit moving around, popping through people. I'm just sitting up there. Bring it! I told you, I'm a doer. That stuff's happening and other people are seeing it around me, but I can't see it. I just have to be the guy that knows you're supposed to stand because you're supposed to stand. Yeah. Having done all the stand, what's next? Stand. stand therefore having what? Your loins girt about with everything that God has. God's power. That's what. Yeah. Y'all that witch rolled up on me. I said, look here, I've had enough of you. I had no idea that that guy with the shofar standing right behind her. He's waiting on me. It's truth. I said, you, you blasphemous, mouthy. My wife ain't like you. <laughs> Jesus. And when I did that, she kind of glory hit her. Look, 
It picked her up. I didn't see what was picking her up. It made me back up. What? I saw her moving, but I never saw what had her. But the people did. And it chunked her. And when she hit the ground, she's screaming, and these things, I'm sorry to y'all, but the Bible says, cast out devils. And it's not my fault. All I did was get tired of listening to that old hag talk. Just got tired of the cursing. It wasn't nothing to do with anything else. She was just noisy. Lord, if you'd have seen them demons rolling out of that woman and heard them, because he's standing in midair screeching and carrying on, and then she gets up and she's looking for me, and I thought, and I went and hid behind a post, actually. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, she found me. And she rolls up on me. She said, what is the name of that that got a hold of me? I said, and I didn't see it. I, I couldn't see it. They saw it. She saw it. I didn't see it. I said, his name is Jesus. Have some more. <laughs> Picks up and goes flying. Before she hit the ground. Ready? Speaking in unknown tongue. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't take her to, to deliverance camp and try to... <laughs> Try to exhume no 14 generations of bad guys out of her. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do none of that stuff. I didn't. I'm sorry to all of y'all and y'all's ways of doing things. I thought Jesus could do anything, and so I let him do it. But I did tell, I did tell the pastor there, I said, look here, when she wakes back up, y'all do need to get her born again because she broke all the rules. <laughs> You got to follow man's rules or you in big trouble. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it where I'm standing up there in broad daylight, guns trained on us, them guys rolling in, getting saved. and I mean, wheelbarrow of stuff coming in and being dumped in by people. I mean, unsaved people rolling in with goods, uh, beans and corn and Stuff. And I'm just looking at it. What are y'all doing? I don't know what they're doing. They're seeing that thing move around and watching God's power. And they want it. Cristo vive, hermanita. Shakaba. Holy. Now, do you understand it's not up to me? I ain't going to try to theologically impress you. Cause there ain't no way to fix that. There ain't, it's either God or it ain't. And if you decide it ain't God, I know where the back door is and I know where the cracker barrel is right down this road right down here. Do me a favor and give me a day off. This thing is on. I can't let you be comfortable. I, it, I, how comfortable was I sitting there with them guns on me and, and, and that kind of presence rolling around and these witches cursing me and hating me? And I, dude, that ain't comfortable. Comfortable's holding Ms. Hogan in the private. Just, just, she's just telling me how awesome I am. That's comfortable. 
That's comfortable. Thank you, I like it. Thank you. I bless you, you hear me? I stayed long enough for it to come on us. That speaks volumes about God and his mercy. It don't say much about me because, I mean, I believe anybody in this room can do what I do. Problem is you don't. But I do. I always have. We're sons. And you limit God by your own fear and doubt. I need to help you banish some of that stuff. I need you to get an open window, heaven, roadway, power of God flowing over you. Can we do that, please? Holy. (laughs) I don't care if you want this. I never knew to ask for it. This is one of them things you don't know about. Can God split you in the same service and can God blow shofars and kind of glory blow out of things and everybody see it but you? I didn't know all that was possible. You never heard that before. But then that woman, 28 years in that wheelchair, son, she got new legs. That witch doctor, you ought to see her because the reason she was mad at me is because her son rolled in there. She come riding up on a stick in her, I'm sorry to all y'all about that. Because y'all just on this little demon, y'all all put them little funny face things in y'all's yards. What's wrong with you? God, you. That's ridiculous. A curse trying to get out. I can't go, go with that, that witch devil. Okay. But see, he got blasted with the Holy Ghost. She got so mad at me and it took it personal, you know? And now she rolled in on me. And now God took her down. It whacked. She was the lead sled dog in the bad guy's world. Holy. I do see the harm they can do. I do understand the value that hell can put on me. And it's rough. But you need to see that I am a favorite son. And you need to understand the value that God puts on me. And you need to understand that my world, I'm living it just like you are, and it, it really does suck sometimes. It's not good. But mo- sometimes it's great, like this time. This time it was awesome. And when I, I got through, right, I went out to crank my truck. I still don't know them guys are in the bushes with guns on me. I drove out of there like I owned the place. I was wondering where the bullets are. Well, the guy done said, don't kill them if if it's all about Jesus. Let them hallelujahs, hallelujah. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, here here to me is one of the greater things of what I've said to you all day. The cartel boss sent word through my pastor. You know what he said to me? We need you back, Brother David. The change you're bringing in our environment. So I set up a date. I'll be going in a few weeks, and oh my God, I still already feel the butterflies flopping around. I still feel it. I, it's rough. Just got to take a breath and lean into it, that's all. Holy. Now I got, I got history. I, I'm expecting an outcome now. See? Hear me? 
I want it, boy. I want it every time I talk. I want that other me to blow the shofar. It'd be nice if God put all of me in four corners of this place and blew shofar. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. All right, all of it is. So here's the deal. I'm not going to expect you to want in this. I'm going to expect you to stay and want to be comfortable. But as for me and my house, Ma, what are we going to do? You tell them. Say it again. Serve the Lord. <laughs> That's how it's going to be, buddy. You understand? I'm going to back her to the death. You understand that, right? And I'm going to do it laughing at you. I just need you to want to be hungry for this and thirsty for righteousness. Because there's, there, there's an energy that's being dumped on us. I'm telling you, this creation thing, got new legs out of the deal, got, got, got a new foot out of it, and the girl with the ear, I'm telling you, it's on again. It's yes. new, fresh. Yes. We've got to have this. I've been at this a while. And I have to say I like it. So if you will, just stand up, please. And I want to appreciate y'all again for letting us come and letting me come here because this is important to me, what happened. Because I hazard my life for the gospel because you see there's three things, according to Revelation, <clears throat> that you can do. The first one is what? How do we overcome? What is it? What's the first one? The, the, the blood of the lamb. What's the second one? What's the third one? Because there's three of them. Y'all sing about two of them all day, but that third one's the one I live in. And everybody says, boy, you, I want what's on you. I don't know if you do. Because it takes courage. And it's not the same as the mad guy at the Walmart store that stole your parking lot spot. <laughs> I'm that guy that parks his truck out there by the bushes and walks the whole parking lot because you got to get 10,000 steps you might as well do it at the Walmart parking lot <laughs> I bless you, you hear me